Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. It is 2023. The countdown is on till our 300th show coming up very soon. A 10 year celebration for Table for Two will be happening, and I can't wait to share that with everyone. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food, I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants. Anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I wrote two cookbooks, Perfect Flavors and Perfect for Pesach. I run kosher chop competitions. I give cooking classes, Pesach catering, and I travel the world sampling kosher food and seeing Hashem's beauty. Hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my cooking adventures, incredible guests, kosher food traveling, and sharing of great food ideas and recipes each week. But I want to hear about your experiences too. So email me at Naomi at Nacham Siegel. Um, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you name it, I'm there. Um, but I want to hear about your food experiences too. So if you eat it, share it. Let's get the conversations going. Hi, everyone. It's 2023, kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, this is airing the first um, January show of the year. Um, we hope to have an amazing uh, 2023 of lots of food and wine and good foodie adventures and we will share them right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Um, the biggest experience that we can talk about now that Hanukkah is over is the P word. I'm not talking Purim. I'm talking Pesach. Pesach is, I'm doing a math, about 12 or so weeks away. I could I could count it out, but it's it's very it's happening very soon. Pesach falls on. Let me ask a Pesach expert, not me. I've got Donny Schwartz on the line. Uh, he's in California. Good morning. Good morning, Naomi. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So when does Pesach start? What date? Pesach starts uh, in April of this year. Oh, it's um, always in, usually in April, but what day? I'm just looking it up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. April 4th. 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 5th. Yes. April April 5th. Okay. That that should roll off my tongue, but (laughs) Um, (laughs) as yours, it should. (laughs) Um, Pesach is in April 5th. It's just past January 5th as everyone is listening to this. Um, January, February, March, April. That's 12 weeks. That is 12 weeks. Wow. That's coming up fast. Talk to me about Pesach. What is going on in the Pesach hotel world? It's back. It is uh, It is really back. I mean, look, it's like a couple of years, of course, with everything going on in the world. And uh, look, this year, I think it's busier than everywhere, uh, anywhere. I mean, Pesach programs are back. They're bigger than ever. They're better than ever. And frankly, everyone is super excited about them. Um, so many new destinations, so many new ideas, new features. It, it's, it's great. Uh, everyone loves to travel like you and I, and uh, it's really exciting stuff. So, tell us, uh, tell us the most newest, most exotic place that they have, or you know, a first-time Pesach location destination. You know, there. So on Passover listings, uh, where you can find all the the Passover programs listed with prices and reviews, which is what people go for. There's a new one that just opened up by a wonderful operator. Um, who's been around for probably, you know, since the beginning. They, they may even be the, the first one out there uh, by Leisure Time Tours. There's a new one in Utah this year. Utah? Utah in the U.S. So the new one is a new one in Utah this year. Um, 
it's a it's an adventure so you know you can go uh skiing during the day and go swimming you can go scuba diving go in caves it's 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 a really you know a lot of the programs out there there's there's beach programs there's adventure programs right so this one it's a it's a new one this year there's a new one in Beharan. there's a new one in uh thailand i mean there's there's new one in turkey this year uh naomi wow Beharan. so there are a lot of really cool, awesome programs this year. Um, there's going to be a new kidney-only program this year in Cancun. So oh, no, that's of... amazing. Yeah. No Ashkenazim allowed. No questions asked. No questions asked. Gabe Geller in the house with me also in right. the studio. <laughs> exactly. Amazing, amazing. So tell us a little bit more about Pesach listings. I mean, I know I know all about it because I think it's brilliant. Tell us how it came to be and how people can use it. Yeah, I mean, you know, every year you go away and you want to have, look, you're spending thousands of dollars on a program and you want to make sure it's the most amazing experience ever, right? You and I go away every year, a lot, you know, thousands, 150,000 people every year go away for Pesach. And those of you who stay at home, home is awesome. I go away because I'm working on a program. Otherwise, I'd be at home. <laughs> yeah, listen, if you don't want uh, – home is great. You know, spend time with your family. But if, if you don't want to cook, you don't want to clean, this, these are, this is why people go away. Everything's taken care of for you. So for those of you that don't know what a Passover program is, it's, you know, it's, it's essentially an all-inclusive uh, food and hotel programming, entertainment, shiurim. You know, fun for everybody, day camps and kids camps and, and everything that you can, you know, uh, an all-inclusive package offers. Uh, and it's nice. You go away with your family. You meet, you meet a lot of new families. And these programs are all around the world. So Passover listings, how we started this was, you know, we've been going away for years. And there's always, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, people talk about some uh, different reviews on these programs. Some are, you know, not so good. Some are great. And there really wasn't a source or forum for everyone to talk about these these programs, right? So, you know, now there's a Facebook group that we have with 8,000 people go away, Passover program reviews that you can go on and talk about, you know, hey, I want to go on this program. How is the entertainment? How is the rebellion? How is the food? How is the hotel? You can't do that before. So Passover Listings, the website, PassoverListings.com, we have like over 1,000 reviews across, you know, 100 programs on there that of real people of you know that have posted reviews about their experiences as opposed to hearing it directly from the actual owners you hear it from people who've actually been on the program both on the facebook group and the website and that's really important right because you always hear of crazy stories in the past uh and, and you really want to make sure your money is well spent if you're I, spending ten thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars i think that's a really good point because there have been some really crazy stories i've got a friend who went on a Pesach program, she saw it firsthand. The breakfast was the leftovers from the fruit platters from the night before in the tea room that was just let out. Uh, yeah. They spent a fortune and they talked yeah. the talk and they did not walk the talk. And you have to be very careful when you are spending. I tell everyone, and I'm, you know, I, I, I'm working on a program this year called Pesach in the Southeast with Bruce Backman. He is time-tested. Yeah. Um, but there are programs, new programs, buyer beware. That's what I'm saying. Just yeah. be careful. It, it, it's not even about the new programs. It's about 
you really, you know, there's so many people that have so many different experiences, Naomi, you know, about different types of things, right? So what may, may be important to one person may not be important to another, right? So if you may, you know, want something that's a five-star resort, a true five-star resort hotel, and you don't really care about the food, or another person wants, you know, uh, the, the tea room to be open, right, 24-7 with just fresh fruits, like you said, right? These are the intricacies and the little things that real people really, really care about. And you're only going to know about that from people who've who actually been on the program. Yep. That's the, and that's really what we built there. And it's, it's, it's been amazing because, you know, we have a service this year. It's like, you know, so many people go away. They don't know where to go. And, you know, for the first time ever, they can contact us. And we, we help hundreds of people. find Because, you know, finding a Paso program, it's a daunting task. You know right. this, Naomi. You know, yeah. Finding a don't know you know where to go where to you know which locations what hot weather where you know gabrux non-gabrux what type of crowd is it right is it modern orthodox is it more yeshivish things like that and so passover listings you know we help people for free it's a free service you know we don't charge anybody on this for the service we just truly want to help uh people out finding a program that meets their needs and meets their requirements so you know, they can always contact us um which is nice so it's just another added bonus and it's uh you know, it's not an easy task, you know, to find something that uh, that meets everyone's needs, especially in a big family, per, per se. Yeah, it's definitely a daunting task. I, I get I personally get calls all the time about different programs yeah. I've heard of. <laughs> I've been very lucky. I've worked for RAM in Florida, the Trump Doral. I was with them for for a couple of years. Um, love it. Amazing program. A big shout out to them. Their program is incredible in a beautiful location and the food is superb. And I think in the four years I worked for them, I think it rained once in the four years. It was amazing. Um, I work for Charmel, but they no longer are running programs anymore. Gabriel I and I were there together. They are. Uh, uh, hang up, they hung up their hats after 20, 30 years of doing it, and let you know, still doing their catering, Charmel, but not the Pesach program. And then um, I've been with Bruce, and it's been fabulous. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce runs a wonderful program, you know, in the southeast, and he had one in the northeast. Now it's in the southeast. Yeah. You know, really <laughs> and I'll tell you, you know, a lot of pro you, you bring up a good point here in terms of a lot of programs this year. You know, something not a lot, but you know, there are a, you know a handful of programs that have kind of closed the closed doors or you know called the quits and and uh, and moving on. It, um, I've heard. Of, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You can finish, and so, then I've got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just you know, go ahead. There's a, yeah, feel free. <laughs> um, I heard that there's not so many programs in the U.S. as there used to be. Like a lot of the programs, hotels say, we don't really need to run a Passover program. Turn everyone upside down. We're filling up hotels in any case. We don't need you. So that's why there are less programs in the U.S. And people are going overseas more. Yeah, yeah. You're So I don't know if they're going overseas more. I mean, there are a lot of Americans going overseas and, and Canadians and, and, you know, people on the West West side. Of the, of the world, but I would tell you, you're absolutely right in the sense that uh, people, there, there are a lot of programs, and hotels are really the main, the main, you know, uh, issue. I mean, aside from inflation and prices going up on food, and, and even prices in terms of just the hotel prices, you know, hotels are are, cut, are are basically at this point just saying, look, do we really need to have a Passover program? Um, do we want to have a Passover program? And and you know, thankfully, the ones that are operating. They've bypassed some of those concerns and issues with the hotels, but a lot of them, you know, as, as you mentioned, there are a lot less programs in the U.S. this year because of that very, very reason, you know. And, and frankly, you know, it, it caught. Look, 
it's it's not a surprise out there, Naomi, that of how much it costs a program operator to put on a program, to put on a wonderful, wonderful event. It's a lot of money, you know, and if they're going to, you know, and they want to, they all want to do it right. They all want to succeed. They all want to do it right. They all want to make sure that there's no hiccups. And I don't think anyone out there will put down a boatload of money up front if they didn't think they can do a, a wonderful job at it. And and then it starts with the food, uh, catering, and it starts with the hotel. And right? food has gone up like crazy. It's nuts, yeah. I mean, you know that. You probably move better than I. You know how much food has gone up. It's great. It's it's wild the cost of food these days, right? What what typically I remember I forget. You know, recently someone told me like, you know, a jar of mayonnaise has right? doubled. It's doubled. Yeah, it's like it's almost doubled from what I my last memory. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Johnny, one last question. What will be something that one should look at when looking for a Pesach hotel? There are, there are literally two things that, that people always, always look at, or three things, right? And it's find out, you know, when you're looking for a program, right, find out what location you really want to go to. Do you want to go to a cold destination? Do you want to go overseas? Do you want to go to a beach? Do you want to have an adventure? Do you want to have, you know, a more relaxing vacation? That's number one. Start from the top. Second thing is figure out where you want to go and then, you know, what you're most interested. Are you interested in, you know, the food? Are you interested in the programming and entertainment they have? Are you interested in, um, you know, the hotel and the amenities that the hotel has for the kids? Yeah. You know, the kids for the day camp. Then, you know, from that, think about the budget. You know, all these programs, they, they have different budgets. Some programs are uh, $8,000 for two adults in one standard room, and other programs are $20,000 for two adults in one room. And they offer a variety of experiences and features and amenities and everything of that nature. So that's what I would say how to find the program. You could always, again, take a look at PassoverListings.com to take a look at that. or, or Thank uh, you. Directly. But, um, and by the way, Naomi, we're also giving away – I don't know if you heard about this. No, I didn't. We're giving away a free Passover program this year. Okay. Which program? It's going to be a a leisure time tour property. We're kind of. Wow. So it's a very upscale. uh, Yeah, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know. How does one enter? We got 20 seconds left. How does one enter? Super simple. Yeah. If you go to PassoverListings.com on the top, there's win a free program. You click on it and there's and there's two or three things everyone has to do. Super, super simple. So just visit the website and you'll take a look at win a free program. You'll be up there. It's very simple. So that's how you win. On PassoverListings.com? On PassoverListings.com. Yes. Okay. Amazing. And Johnny's always available to talk to people to make a good shirach between your family and a great Pesach program. So thank you very much for what you do for everyone. I really appreciate, we all all really appreciate what you've put together over the last, how many years? Last uh, five years. Amazing. It's really, it's really been very helpful. Thank you so much. And I'm going to see you in California. Yes. We'll see you soon. All right. Looking forward. All right. Thank Uh, you. All right, thank you so much to our friend Donnie Schwartz from Passover Listings. Um, I am getting my next uh, guest on the phone all the way from Milan, Italy. I'm very excited to have my friend Judith Rosen on the show. She just organized my trip to Italy, uh, my, the Milan part. That's an Italian phone ring there. Let's see. Hello. 
Good boy. What is that? Hello. Mean? Hello. <laughs> That's probably talking hey. to my kids. Hi, Judith. You're on air. You know. No, as I say, yeah. You know who's <laughs> on the air you, with Danny? me? Gabe Geller. No. Who? Gabe Geller. Oh, Gabriel, are you kidding? How are you doing? Talk, talk to each other in Italian or French or whatever. Ça va? <laughs> Ça va et toi? Super. Oh, How are you doing? Yeah, thank God. I mean, I need to stop seeing uh, your wife's latkes uh, recipes and uh, presentation, but except for this, all good. <laughs> she's, a, she's, she's due to give birth to <laughs> That's so funny. It's Judith. It's such a small world. Um, Judith and I follow follow each other, but we know so many people in common uh, from That's from Australia, true. through Israel, through here in New York. It's it's That's crazy, funny. amazing. You're right. um, okay, we got. I just really wanted to show. We just uh, I just you know spent uh, most of October in Italy. I was very blessed, and it's great because I'm a brand ambassador for Tuscanini, who was a sponsor of Table for Two, and um, right. I worked on the Kosher Riverboat cruise uh, with David Lawrence, and. Uh, it's so funny. So we, when we knew that I had to go on this river cruise to Venice, I'm like, I told my husband's feet, let's go a few days early and let's go to uh, Milan. I've never been to Milan. Let's go to Lake Como. Who's going to prepare this? I'm so overwhelmed. Let's read out, reach out to Judith from Divine Italy, divine.italy on Instagram. Um, so tell us what exactly what you do. What exactly I do? Um so I like to, the umbrella really is that I create kosher experiences in Italy. Um, it means uh, creating tailor-made itineraries, uh, events, quite quite small events. Um, all kind of like, I'd say it's, it's very, um, it's for people that really want to have a unique sense of place, you know, to come and, uh, and really explore Italy uh, with the kosher challenges that it uh, involves. What are, the and, bigger, uh, what are the biggest challenges? I mean, you know, I grew up in France and I traveled to Italy since before I speak. I ate non-kosher for most of my life and I know what, you know, I know what Italy and France has to offer, you know, for non-kosher uh, travelers and uh, and I'm trying to basically recreate you know the the closest the uh, kosher experience that I can have that the the sorry that the visitors can have. Uh, the challenges are really that like so many things are not yet kosher, so many you know restaurants, places you know cute places uh, are not kosher, and that's fine you know at least not the entire world should eat kosher. Uh, but I'm really pushing the borders, and um, I'm really I know I know I know what what the good non kosher is, and so I really am pushing all the time the border, yeah. the barriers you know, and uh, I'm trying to really recreate like if it's working with Michelin star chef, if it's working with excellent products, I'm like um, and Mehadrin, I'm like totally yeah. <laughs> I'm quite strict Judith, myself nowadays. Judith is so, a Balchova, but yeah. she's very very. Uh, um, committed and she like she really got us through what we could have and what we can't have we saw we sent we went to incredible wineries the B bolo mm -hmm. is that right that yeah, in barolo in barolo yeah, in Barolo. <laughs> yeah yeah um we we saw kosher wines being made that have never been made kosher before that we're gonna go we're gonna open the those things up uh, the plastic around the taps in oh. right right in two years it's gonna be ready in two years so we're very excited. Yeah, the Barolo, yeah, and it's ready three years to, to be in the barrels to be cold, yeah. <laughs> ready yeah. to drink is a different Bottle, yeah, to bottle right. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Basically, it's what you're saying now. I mean, it's like, I, um, um, for me, quality and high standards of cash shouldn't be, you know, there, there shouldn't be any compromise here. 
And thank God Italy has so much to offer. And, uh, and we're, yeah, kosher yeah. projects as well. I'm also involved with kosher projects, with the wine and the other things as well. Yeah. It's amazing. She organized a truffle hunt. We went truffle hunting with dogs and they, we saw them dig up the truffles. It was amazing. We went to Hazelnut Factory. We went to a shul. What was the name of the shul? I can never pronounce it in, in, in that town. Casale Monferrato. Yeah, that Monferrato. one. And but we also had the, the truffle. It was not any truffle. It was not any truffle, Naomi. It was the king of truffle. This is this is, uh-huh. this is basically the truffle that's yeah the, the Alba truffle. Yeah, we right? had Alba. Well, we saw and held white Alba truffles in our hands. Truffle. The queen of truffles. It was amazing. I mean, we didn't eat it because exactly. it probably cost us five thousand dollars because truffles, fresh truffles dug up by dogs in the right season is very expensive. I mean, you hold it. You had like a twenty grams, like eighteen grams. The, the the truffle hunter said it was uh, you were holding 18 grams this year it was 7,000 euros for a kilo make the count there you it was go. quite a bit of money you quite a bit of money I held in my hand forget my jewelry you know I held truffles that were worth more than all my jewelry amazing right. it was amazing it was such a great trip and you really took great care of us you organized a Lake Como trip for us with our friends uh, shout out to Linda and Irving from California um, right uh, what else did we do the, the, the shul that shul was amazing and the cookies they presented yes. me with cookies um, that they made right. in that uh, in that region which were amazing I ate the entire box to me and I when we came back and I've all got all the goodies that you got me I still have to open that up as well so we're, we're, I'm scared I'm happy you can keep them so long yeah yeah no I'm gonna <laughs> eat them we're gonna eat them I want, I, I want to make the cake for Shabbat like I've you know just I was waiting for just the right company to serve it with so I uh, you know have I known I would have given you more for Gabrielle and, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. had I known yeah yeah um all right next time um, our next trip um, but thank you so much for coming on exactly. people are looking for a really amazing curated trip in Italy uh, you can find Judith Rosen how on Instagram yeah. divine on Instagram dot, yeah divine dot Italy um, how else exactly what's your email uh, my email, uh, I'm about to change the email, so it's better that people DM me on um, Instagram. Yeah. Or <laughs> reach out to me. The... Or reach out to me. Exactly. I'll and reach I will... out to Nami. We'll kindly will. Uh, and yeah, I will connect you. Thank you so much. My, my pleasure. My pleasure. I really wanted to get you on the show before your next happy occasion. Uh, Bashar Tova. <laughs> um, give our best so to your much. husband and the kids. Judith invited, even if we, we spent Shabbat lunch with her. She made an incredible Italian Shabbat lunch for her. Very traditional. was amazing. So we had a really great time thank you so much for organizing the trip for us and coming on the show today and and we will be in touch amazing thank you bye guys enjoy okay okay bye thanks Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, you have have another appointment. Yes, yes, yes. I feel really bad. Our show was running a little bit late today. Um, Okay, so we'll do... You and then I'll do okay. Ben. Let me let me just tell them we had a bit of a late start today, yeah, so we just a little bit of technical details. Um, ben, I just want to let him know. Yeah, okay, I'm waiting. Um, okay, and but, and then we're gonna drink and then we're gonna do this. Okay, okay. Let me just let him know. Um, I need see. I'm giving. This is real life updates. We have to coordinate with guests. So much goes into producing a show. Um, and then, okay. Great. Hopefully he'll see that. Okay. Um, hi, Gabe. How's it going? Hey, Naomi. How are you doing? Good. I can't believe it's that time of the year we talk about KFWE. F-W-E. Woo! 2023. The kosher food and wine experience. Yeah. I can't wait. And it's 
coming back like full blown last year we had it a mini one in New Jersey it was not mini I would say it was yeah, it was pretty, not as big as the big. other one it was a little different it was a hybrid. different location different concept a little bit and of course the year before we had the virtual experience yeah. which was a totally different story of course yes. we had but fun now, but you know yeah. <laughs> we need a back to Manhattan we're back to Manhattan Woo! back to New York City Chelsea Pierce Pierce 60 Ooh, the show is up. back Big time. Okay. Any big changes? Any big changes? Well, the only significant change is that we're adopting the same schedule concept as last year, having you know trade slash media uh, slash general admission public all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no separate sessions like there used to be in the mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. It might come back that way in the future. I don't know. Uh, but this w- this year, it's 3 to 9 p.m. nonstop. It's a six-hour show. And you can come at any time between 3 and 9 and stay for as long as you want. And have as much wine and as much food as you'd like. Okay, that's good. You know, people <laughs> always complain that they run out of food. <laughs> when it was in the old way, six to nine, you had to get there right on time before it got too crowded. Right. They had to run around and eat, and then you wanted a drink at the same time. Once you have a drink, you like get a little whooshy, so you know. <laughs> so this is not something that we're fully in control of because we have many different restaurants and caterers coming to the show. Yeah, explain and us how the show works. So how the show works, we have, you know, we invite uh, kosher restaurants and caterers from uh, the New York metro area to uh, to join the show and showcase uh, their skills, their products, their style, uh, whatever they, they whatever they make uh, to uh, to the people attending the, the show. And it's thousands of uh, of people who come to KFWE between two and three thousand usually. And uh, wow. so th- there's a lot of pressure on them. It's a great opportunity to really promote their uh, their business. Uh, but it's uh, it's difficult. It's a lot of people to feed. Uh, it's a lot of, uh, of food to make. It's a big investment uh, financially, and uh, and really being able to not run run out of food or run out of wine uh, takes a lot of uh, of planning, preparation, and uh, uh, an investment. And uh, we really make it a point when we talk to the restaurants and caterers who contact us and say we would like to participate in KFWE uh, and be there. We tell them, okay, so you have to really think it through uh, what you're gonna make, which which kind of dishes you're gonna make. And make sure that you have enough food to last throughout the show because there's a lot of people who come. They all pay a significant amount of money to, uh, to be there. And, you know, we want people to be happy, to be happy with the wine, to be happy with the food so that they can taste any wine they want no matter what time they get there and any food they'd like no matter what time they get there. So we really make a point uh, with the restaurants, you know, uh, not to run out. Now, of course, you know, as much as uh, as uh, uh, as we tell them, so sometimes you know there's a lot of enthu- of enthusiasm uh, for a, a specific restaurant or a specific wine, and uh, a, 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 and it doesn't always last through uh, the end of the show. But those are really you know exceptions here and there. We try to limit them, to eliminate them as uh, right. as much as we can, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, this is not going to happen this year, and everyone is going to be very happy happy, both with the food and the wine. Can you give us some of the names of some of the restaurants that are coming? Uh, some of the names, uh, I believe Doma from uh, the Five Is Towns, that their first time coming? I think so. I'm I, not sure. I, I, Marani probably from Queens. Oh, I love the regulars. Marani. 
there are rumors. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not. So you know, beware. Uh, Bradbury from Ballpark. It's going to do the catering in the exactly. middle. Exactly. Uh, they so do a good job. There, there, there's a lot of restaurants coming. There's a lot of people. Reserve Cut uh, is doing the VIP lounge. Oh, they are doing that? Yes, oh, they fantastic. are. Fantastic. They, they are, are one of my favorites. So there's, there's a lot to look forward to, and uh, I really, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be an incredible event. I always look forward. There's only one year that I really miss, but it was the year that it was my daughter's bat mitzvah. Mm-hmm. I had to miss KFWE. I tried moving my daughter's bat mitzvah date. I remember date. that. <laughs> um, that was funny. Yeah, only I would try to do that. I'm really joking, but not so much. <laughs> um, all right. Um, all right. So we bought a little <laughs> bit of selection of wine. Gabriel's in a bit of a hurry because we it's were true. running late. I'm, I'm terribly so. We really try to run on time. This is the first time <laughs> we've run so late. But there was a whole fun situation. Gabe also made a little appearance on and our I'm last show. I'm sorry about I'm rushed. I have an appointment back in New Jersey. Oh, no, no, so, no. Yeah. Need to, we need to go. We, <laughs> exactly. And I'm glad you told me. I'm really glad. Okay. A shout out for our sponsor, uh, Tuscanini. See, it looks like it's in a bottle. Look at all our lineup here. It looks like a beautiful bottle of wine. Our mm. olive oil is absolutely magnificent. Delicious. Um, let's talk about some of these wines. Of course. Then, um, so we have a, a new wine here, Les Marronniers Chablis Premier Cru. So we've had Chablis before. This is a high-end Chablis. Uh, so Chablis is an appellation uh, out of uh, Burgundy in France. Uh, it's 100% Chardonnay. It's not aged in oak barrels. Uh, it's all about the terroir, where it comes from. Uh, and what's really typical about Chablis and uh, the Chardonnay that you know, are made uh, in Chablis is that they have uh, a, a mineral, a salinity uh, to them that's very specific because the terroir, the soil there in Chablis is very rich in uh, marine fossils. You know? Or is it fossils? How do you say it? Phosphate? <laughs> No, fossils. Fossils, know. fossils. Fossils. You're asking me, I've got an accent too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's from an English-speaking country. Right, right. Yeah, so you're too good. Your English is amazing. Fossils. So, so that, that, that very unique soil is really giving a lot of character to those okay. wines. It's a delicious, high acidity, high minerals wine. Uh, is this the same company that makes the Fouillet? No, it's a different company. Because it looks a, like that Yeah, I know. They, they have a, kind of a similar logo, but... Completely different producer. Okay. Then we have the Tabora Dama Sauvignon Blanc, delicious Sauvignon Blanc uh, from Israel. Uh, really amazing, fruity, beautiful wine. Uh, and we have the Rioja Crianza from Ramon Cordova, uh, great winery. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really great value. This is a wine that costs around $20, more or less, between $20 to $25 a ball. And, and really fantastic by its complexity, by its richness. Uh, the, the, the complexity of the flavors here is really uh, something special, something to experience. Uh, and, uh, and I really encourage people to, to discover this wine because the, the, it's brother with the yellow label, which is in almost every single kosher restaurant, is very popular wine, very well known. The white label is not as well known. And it's a shame because it's an amazing wine so and really is something a, special. This is a, a different label? Yes, that's a, a the uh, it's a higher level oh, than it's the yellow. It's yeah, gold. Yeah, this one is white and gold. What fancy? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's very. How do you pronounce nice it? One. So Ramon Cordova, Rioja Crianza. Rioja is isn't that like? Oh, it's Spanish. It's Spanish. Oh, that's I thought it was saying. French. And then we have Black Irish, uh, which is uh, uh, a dairy uh, Irish cream uh, based on coffee and cream. Oh, just uh, it's straight delicious. up delicious. We actually will have this at a, like um, 
my husband will make kiddish and then we'll have this milkic one and then like mm. rinse our mouth out and, you know, yeah. <laughs> go on to the meal afterwards. But um, this is delicious. We love it. It comes in salted caramel and vanilla. Mm, right. So really a big shout out to that. Um, Rioja. 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 Um, Tabor the, Adama Sauvignon Blanc. Um, Les Marronniers Chablis. I cannot, cru. I cannot ever exactly. repronounce I'm that. Not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to Chablis. challenge you to oh, do it. Uh, you know what? You know that we they have him at Royal Wine just so yeah. they can pronounce uh-huh. all the names in European. Exactly. Tuscany yeah. <laughs> Extra Virgin Olive Oil from Tuscany. Which looks like an incredible bottle of wine. That's Actually, right. You could just take that. Pour it into a little plate and dip it with some uh, sourdough exactly. bread or chala. You know, have some uh, chablis on the side. Uh, These two will probably go really that. well together. Olive oil drunk with chablis. Mm-hmm, right. It, that's French and Italian all together. Exactly. We like to mix it up. Exactly. That's a beautiful uh, marriage. And then you have the caramel signature, Ooh. late harvest, uh, give her her single <gasps> vineyard. You didn't. Delicious dessert wine. You complex. Didn't. It's not cheap, but Wow, is it worth it? Oh my god! Amazing. Okay, how much does this bottle this run? This is about fifty dollars. You know, it's a small bottle. Katan, what is three seventy-five milliliters? Why so, the so size small? Yeah, because you know uh, there's so little, so little of it. You know, whenever you have it at dessert, you have a little bit, like a, a, a couple sips that you have uh, either as dessert or with dessert. And what's great about it is that it keeps really, really well in the fridge. So even if you don't finish the bottle, just put the cork back. In oh. can have some more next Shabbos, the Shabbos oh. after, and so on and so forth. Okay, uh, it's gonna keep for uh, for a few weeks, no problem in the fridge uh, because it's very rich. You know, it's in sweetness and acidity uh, to keep it together, and uh, really, really uh, one I of f- my favorite dessert wines. Okay, it's great to hear. I, I, I mean, I love caramel <laughs> caramel wines. I love that they're from Israel. I feel like Gewürztraminer. Am I saying it right? Gewürz, yeah. Gewürztraminer. Gewürztraminer. But, uh, I'm also not going to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it's like the new rosé. I feel like it's really made a, you know, didn't hear so much people drinking it. Now right. I'm seeing it more and more mm. everywhere. Yeah. It's delicious. It's, you know, crowd pleaser, uh, easy to drink, a little sweet. Uh, there are kavutsum that are dry, very few of them. Most of them are like off dry, semi sweet. You know, there's a bit of sweetness to them. And like then a rosé. Full sweet, like this one, dessert wine. Uh, Really delicious. Amazing. Gabe, I know you have to go. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I feel <laughs> Thank so you bad so much, that Nomi. we ran late and really many apologies to the guest that's about to come on the show and to you for being so late, running late today. Thank you so much for coming on the Thank show. Thank you, Nomi. How do people get tickets for KFWE? So, Naomi, uh, tickets to KFWE are on KFWE.com. Very simple. Hurry up. Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you the... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm looking at the date and the, I know it, it, that the, the, the show is going to air, you know, much later. We're, we're, so the, we're, in, we're in... The show is going to air January. This show is going to air... Um, pa, 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 um, yeah, about a oh, month before January, January 6th. We have plenty of time. That's right. The show, this show, it's now January 6th. I'm actually in California when this show is airing. Right. Um, people can... People, people can buy their tickets on kfw.com. And if you use uh, coupon code KWSES, like Susan, uh-huh. for example, uh, KWSE, you can get $10 off your Why tickets. Why S? Sale. Mm-hmm. Well, it's my uh, Facebook group, Kosher Wine Sharing and Experiences. KWSE. I'm in that group. I'm in that group. There you go. Okay, you save how much? 
$10. Okay, great. Um, the, it's a, not a cheap show, but you'll have wines that you'll never have had before, expensive bottles. They'll be open to you to try food. It's a night out on the town. I've got friends who go for their anniversary every year together. It's their date night out. It's a really, really special night out. Mm-hmm. You can come at three and leave at nine. What restaurants right. once you win the seats for so long? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Naomi. I really appreciate it. Best to you, Ellen, the boys. Thanks for coming on the show. And we are going to continue. All right. Hi, CK. Okay, that was a very fast. <laughs> it's been a very fast show. We do had, we've already had on three sorry, guests. Yeah, no, 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 please. We are, we, we really, we really try to. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not seeing you out. Um, um, we really try to have a, of an action-packed show and try to run on time, but sometimes things just get a little bit hectic, and uh, we we miss our timings. Oh, that's yours. You want one for the road? <laughs> have a sip before you go. Um, Thank you. Safe travels home. All right. Yeah, yeah. The Prosecco. I I told Gabe, I said, I need some Prosecco. Bye. Thank you. I I need some Prosecco because when I was in Italy with Judith, Judith really got me into this wine. Um, It's called, uh, it's a cocktail called Spritz and it's made with Aperol, which is hard to get kosher, but you could, I did get it at Spruce Divine. Um, Prosecco and uh, seltzer. So I, I must I must get myself some Prosecco. And, of course, the only place I go to is where Gabe gives me some selections. Okay, we're now going to get on the phone. Ben's Best Charcuterie. And we are going to have a little wine and – I'm just getting him on the phone. Uh, wine and charcuterie tasting. Ben's – Ben Charcuterie. Charcuterie, where is he? <laughs> Okay, Benjamin, because I have him as Benjamin. I, I don't want to call, call him on a, on a WhatsApp call. Benjamin. Okay, here we go. I'm like, Benjamin. Sorry, guys, I really... Ben. Okay, here we go. Let's call him on the phone. Whew, that was so fast. <laughs> I wish I would have known before. I would have... <laughs> Okay. Hello. Ben, you're on the air. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Many, many apologies. I feel like this is the show that's the first time in my life. Is, and I've been doing my show nearly 10 years, and we've never had this, a schedule where it's off a little bit with the times that I've told the guests. I really apologize. Thank you so much for your patience. But we're excited to have you on the show. How are you? Um, very excited to be here. Thank you so much, Naomi. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so it's it's this is the first time I've done a charcuterie show on the uh, on the air where the guest isn't here in person. So what we're gonna so I'm gonna introduce Ben in a second. So he's in he's in Flor, uh, Florida and I'm in New York, and I really wanted to have him on the show. So he sent me all the meats, and I'm gonna show everyone the meats that he has as he talks about them, and then I'm gonna eat them as well. <laughs> um, I've cleared my my flashic schedule for the day. Um, so Ben, um, how did you get into this business? Um, well, charcuterie, I, I, I actually born in, in France and I was born in the French Alps and grew up there. Ah, so our, this is our an international show. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. Uh, so our, so basically I grew up on charcuterie for, for, uh, for European, uh, market or European people. It's, it's, our deli, it's our deli meat. Charcuterie is really the deli in 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 Europe. So uh, 
So basically, I uh, I grew up on charcuterie, and and when coming to America, I saw there really wasn't in the kosher market for sure. There wasn't anything you can go to the supermarket and buy charcuterie off a shelf. Uh, so that's really what uh, what really got me into this is really to go and just to to bring to the American kosher market some some good uh, some good high end charcuterie. Okay. Um... Who taught you how to make it? It's one thing to grow up on it, but it's another thing to make it. Right, making it, making it, the whole science behind it. There's a lot, a lot that goes into making charcuterie. And I'm, I've been in the food industry for close to 15, 15 20 years. Uh, I've been in the food industry. What were you I doing before? Well, before I was the, uh, I'm, I'm not that old, so. <laughs> no, 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 I, I don't mean the food industry, like before the shikuri, like the 10, 15 years you were in the food industry, that's what I meant. Right, so I, I'm a, exactly, so I'm a chef, I'm a CIA graduate. I Culinary Institute fine, of America, yeah. Exactly, Culinary Institute of America, and uh, I'm, I worked in France, before the Culinary Institute of America, I worked in fine dining kosher restaurants in Paris. Oh, which ones? Actually, the Chateaubriand. It was the in the 17th arrondissement in Paris. It was the was a I, I believe they're closed now, but at the time it was the most the most Jesus restaurant uh, in Paris. What's it called? It was called the Chateaubriand. Chateaubriand, isn't that like a cut of meat? It is also. It's also uh, the filet mignon is really filet mignon is also the Chateaubriand. When but you speak French, your fr- your accent comes out. You sound American. Oh my God, Gabe Geller just left <laughs> the show. <laughs> Do you know who he is, Gabriel Geller? He's the one. He's he's uh, the wine sommelier for uh, I call him the sommelier from uh, Royal Wines. He literally had to leave because he had to drive back to the show. But I just interviewed him about all these wines, and he has a very thick French English accent. Right. My father's American, my mom is French, so I could switch my accent. Ah. It's just, for me, it's natural. It's like, it's not, a, it's not an issue at all. So I've been in America for 30 years, and I cannot do an American accent. I can say, like, a few little words. <laughs> sure. No, for me, when I speak French, I'll speak French with a French accent, but when I speak English, uh, uh, I'll speak English with an American accent. It just comes naturally. Okay. So so you went to CIA, you worked in France. Oh, before, 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 um... This you were working before before Culinary Institute in America. You worked in France or the other way around? Yes, yes, before. So I I started very young. I started around. At, I'm 32 now, so I, I'm born in '90. So in in oh in oh nine when I was nine, I've been working in the food industry since I was 14, really front of the house. Wow. But in my in my mind, I was always looking in the back of the house. I was like, I kind of want to be in the back of the house. Right. And uh, in '09, I went to France and I started looking around for a job in, in the food industry in the back of the house and started at the bottom of the, you know, washing dishes and doing prep prep work as a kumi, they called it, the, the position in the kitchen and and grew in that restaurant and to be the sous chef in the restaurant. Wow. At that point, I decided. Yeah, at that point, I decided I needed to. I wanted to, you know, make it a career for make it a career for myself and go to culinary school. I went to a to a book signing for Alain Ducasse, a very famous French chef, and he told me go to the Culinary Institute of America. It's the best school in the world. Wow! Wow! That's from a Frenchman, right? If I'm a Frenchman in France, <laughs> right? Right? So, okay. So, so that's what you did. So I, 
that's what I did. And I took a course in, in a course that was called God Manger, it's a cold kitchen, really. Yeah. And I was, I was inspired by the curing and the salting and, and, and anything that had to do with the cold kitchen, which is really not heat treated food to make a food from the raw state into the finished state of the product. And I felt the science behind it and everything behind it. I was very intrigued by it on top of what I mentioned before, which is there's none of it in America. And that's really that what came afterwards. I was just intrigued by how to make charcuterie or how to make cured products, cured and dried products at that point in my life. So I continued really, I continued in that, I really continued in the catering and the cooking aspect. And when I got to the point to see that like, I love charcuterie, I, I love the fact that there isn't any in America, so there's an opportunity to actually do something with it to start uh, Ben's Best and to make it, to make it something real. Okay, so do you have a kitchen um, that you work out of, like a whole facility? Was that hard to get? Like, how did you set up the business? Because, you know, it's 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 a you ship all over the United States. Your products are sold. You make in Florida, but you can buy it in Gourmet Glut. So becoming USDA is a big, big uh, feat. It's a big process. Can you? It's, ex- it's not easy. Explain to me and my listeners, what exactly is USDA? So USDA is really, the, 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 what it stands for is United States Department of Ag- Agriculture, and it's the, federal, it's the federal government regulating meat products that are sold to retailers, or sold to the person that goes to the supermarket, takes it off the shelf. So any meats that are manufactured need to be supervised or inspected by the federal government so they are, quote-unquote, safe to eat by the general consumer. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, so to, yeah, sorry. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Naomi, but just to, to continue on that Yeah, thought, yeah, I want to hear. It, it, yeah, it's really, it's really, so I, in the beginning, the charcuterie, I was making it and selling it directly to the consumer. So, Naomi, you call me, like, Ben, can I get some charcuterie? I'm making it in my kitchen or in my establishment. You know, I'll sell it to you directly. They, they, they're not really regulating that. They're regulating like in more in the mass market. Okay. If like you're saying now I'm selling that nationwide, I need to be, I need to be certified and regulated by the federal government to, to, to make sure that this meat product is safe and, and anybody else and anybody in, in, the whole, in the whole nation could enjoy it. Okay. Okay. And that's, that's how you're able to cross state lines. You can't just make meat and send it across state lines. You need to be USDA exactly. approved. Okay, now let's exactly. talk about hashkochas. I see they've, you've got these shiny stickers on them. How many hashkochas do you have? One, two, three, four? I have three, actually I have three hashkochas. We're under three supervisions. We have our local, I would call it statewide hashkocha, which is the ORB, which is the South Florida mm-hmm. state hashkocha. We also have our Tartikov Ashkachov. Tartikov is a Hasidic Hesher that uh, is based out of New York, and they visit here. They visit here, and they, you know, they rely more on on, on our local Ashkachov to make sure they're very on top of. They're very very on top of our kashras. I speak to them. We we speak to them. My organization and Ben's Best really speaks to them a lot. They're really on top of uh, the Hesher, and we also have the OU, which as well are very on top of it, and. Um, and then you, to make sure that everything's kosher. I feel like you've covered all your bases. 
<laughs> There's no yid on the planet that is not eating Ben's best, right? Good for you. Good for you. Amazing. Amazing. So I invited my daughter, Gabriella, uh, on the show. My daughter, Gabriella, has a very fine palate and we both love to eat. So I thought she would eat with me on the show and because you're not here in person so we can have a little bit of a banter with you. Um do these travel well overseas? Like Gabriella is going on a plane overseas soon, so can she take this with her? Does it free? Like, does it travel well without being on dry so, ice because it's vacuum packed, or it should be kept cold? Right. So charcuterie is the basics. The basis of a charcuterie is is a salt, sugar, or cure mixture they call it, and then goes through a drying process. And this this is this is not new recipes. These are Classics. This is the process of, of making meats for thousands of years before yeah. refrigeration. This is what people used to do to preserve their meat. Uh, so Ben's Best Charcuterie is, in the legal matter, shelf-stable. It's, it's a shelf-stable process product. Uh, we recommend refrigeration just because it, it, helps, it helps basically to stop the process of the meat uh, doing what it does in the natural state. And for sure, for sure, you could travel with it. Uh, we do recommend refrigeration on the product. So when you get to the hotel room, put it in the fridge. <laughs> that's what it is. That's basically, that's basically what it is. Okay. To make it sure, yeah. But things under the plane keep very cold. Okay, so we are going to – we picked – should I pick this one, Gabby? And we're going to do um, sweet copa. Can you tell us about sure. that one? And, of course, EK, you'll join in on the party. Okay, um, I'm going to open it. I see you've done it where you can reseal a ball. This, this. I mean, the the packages. Yeah, they have the zip, so you could reseal reseal it. Uh, you should you should you should basically eat the pack once it's open and it goes. You know, the package is completely vacuum sealed, so there's no oxygen. Oxygen is really what keeps the process going. So, you know, the the environment really keeps the process going. So once you open it, you should eat it within you know a day or two. Okay, good to uh, know. It's not really some. Yeah, it's not something that you should be keeping in the fridge for like yeah. weeks. Okay, uh, look, um, it's cut so thin. I'm going to show everyone who is watching on a YouTube channel. You can see through it. You can see my finger through that. Do you see it? Can they see it, CK? Look at that. CK's got the camera. We also have a YouTube channel. Gabri, why don't you try some? Okay, here's to becoming flayshik in the morning. Baruch atah Adonai lehenim mechalam shahakor niyebivara. Amen. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. So sweet copa is actually our sweet, our sweeter, our sweeter style meat. Mm. Uh, you know, for the people that, for the people out there, they, they like, I don't want any sugar. I don't want any of this. Really, it's all an outside cure. We, we're, we're focused on whole muscle charcuterie. So we don't, rather than for the moment, we're not doing any sausages or saucisson or anything like that. We're really focused on like more the whole muscle. We don't know what you just said. Like, <laughs> what saucisson? What, what's, what what's that? Saucisson is like sausages. Like saucisson sec is the, the, it's like, it's basically dried sausages, mm -hmm. which no, not heat treated. So they just go, there's just, you know, ground beef. So the difference between my charcuterie and, or our charcuterie, best best charcuterie and the salamis out there is they're using ground beef to make their salamis with different spices. We use whole mussels. Whole mussels means a whole piece of meat, which is not ground. It's, it's whole. Okay. All right, good to know. I, I'm just, I've got to ask the questions because if I don't know, like I want to break it, I want to educate everyone on your, okay. All right, Ben, I'm now ripping open the classic brisola. Oh, I love brisola. Okay. So the classic brisola that's uh, with rosemary, black pepper, salt, uh, those, and juniper berries. Those are the basic ingredients that go into the hanging mix. 
for the classic Bizzola. Okay. And for anybody out there that's listening, anybody can go on the website and check out every product and there's a description on any product on bestbestcharcuterie.com. There you go. You just have to know how to spell charcuterie. You know, my phone can do it. It pops up. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. See, my, Thank it's you, a Apple. foodie phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is even better. Is not, uh, it's not, oh the my God. it's not the, the classic the classic name for this it. This is like the like soft like butter. Yeah, this is very soft. Gabby thoughts? Just the, te- run. the texture. It's also not. It's not like tough. Um, the way a lot of charcuterie um, comes. A lot of people also confuse. They say I have a charcuterie board, but it's really just a. A meat board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's not it, – a lot of times it's like thing. beef jerky. This is soft and – Jerky, you have to ch- yeah, chew. Yeah, Biltong, you have yeah. to chew. This is like – Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> ah. CK, CK is like very into – this is amazing. Mm. So how does no- one um, normally eat this? We're sitting around a radio show talking about and eating, but how does one normally prepare this to eat? Look, I, I'm, I tell you, no man, I'm shipping a lot of nachos from you, uh, from you guys eating and enjoying this. Uh, oh my this god, we're all in heaven. <laughs> because that the basic idea, my basic idea is, is I, you know, is when I saw like all the products and the, you go to a supermarket, a kosher supermarket, and you see all these nice meats that don't look tough, like your daughter said, and they look like you know nice and velvety and like and, like really nice product, and you go to the kosher market and you really can't find the stuff. And now that, and my idea was like, how can I make the non-kosher stuff that's mostly made out of pork? Like copa and capicola are really like two items that are made out of a pork product. So how can you take the pork product and make it into a non-pork product? And like a kosher beef. product, a beef product. Beef product. Okay. We're actually, I don't know if you can't even see us, but we are literally opening the capicola now. Um, well, cap- yeah, capicola is usually made with a, a part of... Uh, I guess the chuck of the of the pork, which is which was like very lot lot of research and development to figure out how can I make it out of beef, and you know use similar recipes to come it, out with like a similar product. It's vinegary. I love it. I love it. It's got. I feel like it's like it has a, a homage to salted vinegar chips, right? Can you do you right? Set the crunch. It has a bit of a salted vinegar flavor. Capicola. Yeah. Definitely it's doesn't good. feel like I'm having a bag of chips. <laughs> right, because it's not crunchy, but it has a flavor. Mm-hmm. It's very tasty. Right, it's tangy, vinegary a little? Yeah, a little tangy. Tangy. I think that's the word. Yeah, you so, might get that from the, from the cures. Is it okay? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> ZK loves the meat shows more than the cheese shows. <laughs> but last week's pizza show was the bomb, right? That was amazing. Oh my gosh! Okay, this is so actually. Cool. No, I, mean, I, I had a I had a call from somebody called me last uh, this past week. This week actually asked me for beef Wellington. For oh, a recipe for beef Wellington. This person discussed this, this person calling me beef Wellington. Usually, it's it's a ribeye or or, or a piece like a an eye, you know, mm-hmm. piece of meat and eye of the rib, which is covered with a duxel, which is a mushroom, mushroom based. The mushroom, the mushroom based paste, and after you get prosciutto, and after that you get the puff pastry. So uh-huh. she was asking me for a substitute for prosciutto, because prosciutto is usually made out of pork. We actually just came out with a beef prosciutto, 
Yeah. It's a very limited limited quantity. But if we don't have the beef prosciutto, she was asking me, can you also use brizola, you know, as mm. for wrapping? Is it hard like a jerky? Is it hard like a salami? You can't wrap it around the meat? Or can it be wrapped? And then you guys are, you know, after seeing the product and tasting the product, I, I think brizola or any type of Ben's Best product is really a product that could be really nicely, like you asked me, like, what can you use in any recipes? If you ever want to make beef wellington, you have a product that you can actually wrap Wrap anything you want. Grab meat, grab dates, fruits. Wow. Anything with this type of meat. I make it, nice appetizers. This is truly magnificent. Wow. Ben, amazing. How do people, like I know when I live in the five towns, I see a product in the five towns. How do people find it if they don't live in a community with a supermarket, big kosher supermarket, like me and you in Florida and New York? Sure, sure. So, no, thank you for asking, Naomi. So, we have the website. The website is bensbestcharcuterie.com. We do ship. We do have, we have free shipping on all items. And uh, and you could just go on the website, go through the website. There's a phone number on there. If you have any questions or inquiries, you could always call in, and we'll, we're more than likely to work with you. And not only, not only Naomi, not only for the the end end user, end consumer person, we also sell. We also, you know, sell to food service, any caterers or restaurants, anybody out there that wants like a whole, the whole piece, the whole piece to slice it himself, make his own charcuterie board with it. He, he could purchase it online or call in, and we could work with him to sell him the whole pieces at a whole, as a as a wholesaler or as a okay, as a wonderful. Food We're actually drinking yeah. this with a little wine. Um, That's perfect. It's the Adama that Gabe Geller had bought in. Oh, my God. I cannot believe you two were together. <laughs> yeah, you've got to come to the Kosher Food and Wine Show um, in February. You want to pass that wine? We were drinking it with a Adama uh, Savion Blanc. It's delicious okay. together. Uh, but you should think about coming to KFWE and getting your meats out there through that, uh, letting people come the, and the, sample. The one, the one in New York, right? Yeah, the one, the one in February. In yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, another one in Florida is just, just. Yeah, it was like no, two weeks not. ago. A month ago. Right. That was, yeah. That was, no, that was the one in the KFW up in New York, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So come to that and we can meet you in person and we can uh, we can all uh, try your incredible meats and then go and purchase them. Just So if one was to make a charcuterie board with all your meats, what do you put else do you put on the board? What should people so pick board, up at the supermarket or order? Olives. I right. Olives. So if, if you're, if, if you're <laughs> at one, home and you want, <laughs> olives is great, Gabby. Yeah, for sure. Uh, olives is great to make it like on a Friday night or any events that you're having at your house or any events you're doing in Simclos. You can make your own charcuterie board. You buy different varieties. And on top of that, with, you know, with the meat, you could serve dried fruits, nuts, olives, like Gabby said, cornichon. You could purchase cornichon. The company Rollin makes uh, European style cornichon, which are like the more tangy and vinegary. Cornichon. American style. It's like yeah, a caper. It's a cousin of a caper. Right. So it's basically a, a baby pickle. It's a baby, baby, uh, yeah, baby pickle that's, uh, mm. that's cured more in a vinegar. It's a little tiny pickles. Yeah, I've yeah. seen those. I, yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. Okay. They call it gherkin. It's more like a gherkin, but it's like a vinegary gherkin instead of being a sweet gherkin like the Americans do it. Okay. Okay, so olives, Cornish cons, um, dried fruit, dried nuts. fruit, nuts. Okay, I'm totally gonna make this. Incredible. And what crackers? A, crackers it, yeah. Like a mustard? You have it with a mustard? 
Mustard. Yeah, so you could also serve so mustard, whole grain mustard. Like, uh, yeah, whole grain mustard is great. You could also, if, if you like the sweet and salty, savory aspect of food, you could get some jams in there, any type of like fig jam or. Tus- or Tuscanini makes. Tuscanini makes an amazing jam. Speaking of Tuscanini, who was a sponsor of our show, they make an amazing lemon ginger jam, which I think would be really nice also, really nice. Different flavors coming together. Right, right, exactly. Amazing. That would make it very nice. You could also actually use it in salads. I, I do a lot of, when if I do events, I do like a confit duck salad with, with brizola. And of course you do. <laughs> Gubby's melting, Gubby's melting, amazing. <laughs> wow, I cannot believe an hour has gone by. Sorry that we were running late, but we're so glad we had you on the show. Our first it's show of 2023. Pleasure. This is airing December 7th, I think, uh, January 7th. January 7th. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to all our amazing guests, Judith Rosen from Milan, Italy, uh, Ben all the way in Florida. We had Gabriel Geller on the show as well. And, of course, Donnie Schwartz in California. So it was really an action-packed show. Just want to wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom, a happy 2023 calendar year. Exciting shows coming up this year. And uh, Shabbat Shalom. We have music sponsored by our friends at Cadap right up until candlelighting. Bye, everyone. 